0: Welcome to Faith FM. It is a brand new week, a wonderful opportunity to restart your life. You know, every day is a new opportunity, and we're giving it to you here live on Faith FM Studios in the studio this morning with an interesting mix of presenters. Not your usual faces, not your usual voices. Welcome, Blair.
1: Yeah, good to be here. You really woke me up with that intro. Welcome there. I was, I was I watching you it. out
0: of the corner of my eye and I was like, i got to scream. That boy's got to wake up.
1: <laughs> well, you did the job well.
0: <laughs> uh, welcome everyone. To, uh, today you have uh, Mon and Blair instead of uh, Lawson and Blake. Paul Lawson, he is sick as a dog. I believe you were at the wedding that I was. He was at yesterday. Yeah, he yeah. was
1: emceeing, he was playing music, <laughs> he was doing everything. So,
0: Do you know what he was doing in between his MC and music bits? I don't know. He was out the back lying on a makeshift bed that he'd crafted out of a row of <laughs> chairs and was trying to sleep off his fever. Wow. <laughs> and that's when he called me and he was like, I don't think I can do radio tomorrow, with his, like, almost a death I mean, that's voice. fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. When you're having a fever, you definitely don't want to come into work. So, yeah, prayers for Lawson, everyone. He is a severely unwell. Um, hey, Blair. Hey, wait a minute. Do people ever call you Blair Bear?
1: I get that all the time. Oh, wonderful, because yeah. I'm going to
0: use it for the rest of this show. <laughs> oh, please
1: Blair- don't, but okay, <laughs> I can handle it.
0: <laughs> Blair Bear, what are you grateful for this morning?
1: Look, I had a, um, over the weekend, I had a, my dog Marlo had a litter of five healthy puppies. No. I'm very grateful that they were healthy because they had a, we had a complication early on with a, Paralysis tick and some anti-venom oh. that we thought might cause some deformities, but they were all healthy, and we're stoked.
0: I'm so stoked. I'm a little bit disappointed you didn't bring the puppies to work. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Blair?
1: Yeah, that what, would have been nice. What
0: kind of puppies are they?
1: Uh, miniature long-haired cream dachshunds.
0: No, I love miniature long-haired cream dachshunds. I literally follow like 10 of them on Instagram.
1: Oh, you got to follow Marlo <laughs> underscore the dachshund, 12,000 followers.
0: Literally doing that in the next song break. <laughs> That's amazing, I'm so stoked. Puppies on air, oh, what could be better? So this morning, I'm grateful for being able to figure out something I've never been able to figure out before, and that is, I finally managed to change the clock on my car stereo.
1: Oh, nice.
0: First time in my life, I've managed to suss that thing out. Do you like daylight savings?
1: Uh, mixed feelings. I
0: absolutely hate it. Hey, call in, tell me, do you like daylight savings, or you like me? You hate it. You're listening to The
2: Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: Shout out to all our listeners in Toon, Gabby, Victoria, and all our listeners in my own home state of Western Australia in the town of Carnarvon, where the bananas come from. Yeah, great bananas from Carnarvon, WA. Shout out to those who are listening on eighty-eight FM in Carnarvon, and those people listening to eighty-seven point six in Toon, Gabby. This is the breakfast show today with Blair and Mon instead of Lawson and Blake. Do you know what? I'm going to continue to wake up your brain, Blair.
1: I'm ready for it.
0: I'm going to hit you with a quiz. Okay. Are you ready for this? It is a what city am I? And I hope to, by the end of this show, have figured out how to actually pronounce the city myself. Okay, are you ready? This was Timothy's hometown.
1: Okay, so that's the first one.
0: Timothy's hometown. That's our first clue. 0491 is the number to text or call. DJ Shell is on standby to take your answers, your guesses. There are some rules though. So we're going to have uh, continued clues throughout the uh, the show, and each clue uh, lessens in value. So, like, you know, points wise, if you get it in sooner, you get more points. But if you get it wrong, you're out for the day. You're just qualified. Wow, done. that's high you're pressure. Done. Yeah, yeah. But you do have a chance tomorrow and for the rest of the week. You get like basically one chance a day for the whole week. And then on Friday, they draw the major prize. Yep. so you've got to be in it to win it, one chance a day. Um, so you've got to be safe and wait to make sure, or you can just really like, you know, throw caution to the wind and just check it out. So you also need to stage it or star it. If you don't want to actually, you know, win the prize, you just want a pat on the back. Just put a little asterisk on your answer and Shell will know not to stick you into the uh, the, the hat with all the names. But the prize... Is filling my mouth with saliva. It is a double set of the Revive Cafe cookbooks. Oh no way! I know volumes one and two. Oh, these are so good. I believe we're actually interviewing the uh, author sometime this week, aren't we, Jeremy Dixon? So yeah, more chance to get uh, all Julie on the radio. So um, so the inside the cookbook says about seventy five great recipes that you can make at home. Each oh no, seventy five and one eighty one and the other. That's all. I can't even do the math, that's so many recipes. That'll,
1: That'll get you cooking all year.
0: Right, you'd be... Yeah. I think it'd be set for a couple of years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cook that much. But yeah, wonderful. Then you've got salads. You've got mescaline mango salad, Italian fussellini mingle salad, summer quinoa mingle, pesto okay, I'm hungry. roasted potatoes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, CD slot. Okay, I'm going to stop now. All right, so that's our major prize. It is a double set of the Revive Cafe Cookbooks 1 and 2. I'm going to give you that clue one more time. It is a city. Yes. It's found in the Bible. Yes. What city am I? This was Timothy's hometown.
1: All right. Well, let's see if they, if they can get the answer.
0: If I hadn't asked you how to pronounce the name of that earlier, would you have known the answer?
1: Uh, not on that first clue.
0: It is a pretty hard one, isn't it? Yeah. I would not have known it.
1: Although, yeah, having seen some of the quizzes in the past, you know, getting closer and closer, it does get easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know that this one will, though. I purposely picked a hard one. <laughs>
1: well, let's see.
0: Hey, Blair. You're married, right? Absolutely. Do you have any kids or just puppies at the moment? I
1: have two children.
0: You have two kids?
1: I do. <laughs> I didn't
0: know that. Are they girls? They are. Perfect. I'm going to ask you some questions about girls. Uh, so, how, how old are you girls, first of all?
1: So, I've got a two-year-old Yeah. and I've got a an unborn infant about to come out in May.
0: Oh, what? <laughs> Congratulations.
1: Yeah, we're excited. Mate,
0: I've been living under a rock. I had no idea. <laughs>
1: Uh, we're 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 thrilled. We're so excited.
0: Oh, nice. What's your what's your born's one name? Uh, Eden and the unborn one. We do have a name. You're not telling. But
1: we're not allowed. I'm not allowed to reveal oh. it at this stage, especially on live radio.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll get it out of you accidentally by the end of the show.
1: <laughs> it's a Bible theme, though.
0: So oh, it that's is. That's
1: a clue. if We're doing is it away garden? A clues.
0: Is it named garden?
1: Well, no, no. That was Eden. But yeah, it's uh, and then
0: you have one call another one called it of. And then you have Garden of Eden.
1: Wow, I'm not going to come to you for name advice, but
0: (laughs) thank you. Wow, I'm offended. (laughs) Um, uh, So this is something that your girls, as they get older, um, will be affected by. Because as you know, our younger generations um, all have their faces on their phones, on their screens. But this is some interesting news. I'm pretty sure this is good news, which is why I'm sharing it in the good news section. So this is coming out of the country of France in Europe. So France has proposed a law... That would enforce all influencers, so social media influencers, to label filtered and or retouched images that they post to their channels. Oh, wow. Nice. Additionally, this same law will prohibit the promotion of cosmetic surgery. That's amazing. Gambling. That's amazing. And cryptocurrency as paid advertisement. That bit right there is 100% good news. Uh, breaches of this proposed law could face up to two years in jail and up to $33,000 US in fines. Wow. Yeah.
1: So they're really trying to target, like, address the issue of falsely presenting images, you know, like...
0: Look, when I first heard about this, um, that they're going to, like, you know, force people who are posting online, if they, if it is a... To be
1: transparent, yeah, right? are right,
0: right. But then the first thing that I thought of was when I was a little girl, like when I was a teenager and like, you know, Vogue magazine and Marie Claire and, you know, all these like, yeah. you know, beauty magazines, I'm like, who's, are they being policed? Like when Vogue publishes, uh, you know, these huge thick magazines yeah, yeah. once a month, are they writing on there? This has been retouched. This has been photoshopped. They all this have been, surely. Absolutely. So I was like, why are we policing the people on social um, media, like the little guys essentially, and we're not policing not them? Not being consistent. Right. The huge corporations who can, put, who can afford to put massive billboards around cities or advertisements on TVs. I think France is 100% stepping in the right direction, but I do think they need to do more in regards to just completely across the board.
1: Well, that's right. You know, it's so often these um, these images that are put out there are so far from reality and make it very hard for girls, particularly, to um, feel confident and secure in themselves without you know seeing all these um, doled up images that just don't reflect reality.
0: So apparently, the um, amount of body dysmorphia. Uh, has increased astronomically since the event of social media.
1: No surprise.
0: Yeah, so which causes severe physical and mental health issues. I just want to tell you a little story. When I was a teenager, um, I even now I consider myself to be someone who isn't greatly influenced by peer pressure. I've always been like... You know, doing my own thing, in my own lane, dance the bit, my own drum, not particularly... Care- I've always enjoyed going against the flow. Like, if everyone else was doing it, I, like, took delight in not doing it. And a bit so of a
1: contrarian.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's my inner teenage anarchist. But So I always, like, consider myself to be quite immune to the kind of stuff that my, my peers were being subjected to as a teenager. But even as a teen who didn't read beauty magazines and who refused to wear makeup and who refused to give in to that kind of thing, I still had this dream that when I was an adult and had enough money, I would go to a plastic surgeon, have him break my legs and reset them so that they weren't bow legs. I would bleach my hair so blonde that it was almost white because blonde was beautiful and not brown. And I would also um, get a tan so deep that I would look like I was an islander. And if possible, because back then this wasn't invented, I'd have my eyes surgically changed to blue eyes. (laughs) That, and that wasn't, like, you know, some little, like, pipe dream. That was, like, a goal that I had. That was, like, right when I grow up, this is what I'm going to do so that I can be beautiful. And all that came from not even – I didn't even read beauty magazines. I just saw the covers of them when I was standing in the line at the checkout. So the, the pressure that I felt as a teenager, I can't imagine mm. what it must be like to be someone who, like, engages in that even more and who is a bit more susceptible to it. And so I'm, I'm so happy that France is doing this.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's absolutely good news.
0: Yeah. I do wonder how it's going to work when social media platforms are like a easily globally accessible item. Like I can follow French influencers. So I'm like, does that mean the person, if they're in France and they're posting this online, do they have to label it then? Like how does it actually work? Yeah,
1: for- some of the logistics of working out the, di- the details, of, um, you know, there's probably room for, yeah. the, for movement there. But I guess the broad principle is nice.
0: I, I really hope that the rest of the world actually follows suit. I would love to see all photoshopping filtering um be made uh, that has to be like labeled and labeled boldly. And I abs- I absolutely love that it's prohibiting the promotion of cosmetic surgery and gambling and cryptocurrency as paid promotion. That is incredible. Cosmetics, do you know I cannot believe how many cosmetic surgery advertisements I scroll past on social media like influencers who are paid to go get a job done and sort of like document their experience and you think they're just like sharing their little daily journey Mm. but actually they've been paid to like get their nose fixed or something done. Would you ever get cosmetic surgery?
1: No, definitely not. (laughs) You're handsome
0: enough.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I just don't like people playing around with my body.
0: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) okay, fair enough, fair enough, especially especially if it doesn't really um, enrich your life that much more, would it? No. Yeah. So, influencers must be subject to the same rules as those that apply to traditional media. This is not the wild, wild west. That was the government, a French government, um, putting the bill uh, through. That's what they said, and I completely agree. And uh, give us a text and tell us what you think about these new proposed laws in France. You're listening to The Breakfast
2: Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: Blair. A second clue for our quiz. All right, give it to A us. Difficult Monday morning brainstorming quiz. What city am I? Paul was stoned in this city.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yep.
0: you're there? Okay, what city am I? Paul was stoned in this city, 0491064669. Get in the draw to win the two set of Revive Cafe cookbooks, volumes one and two. Good stuff coming out of those cookbooks. Blair. What is happening around oh, the world? Well, so
1: many. There's always so much there's stuff there's happening, so isn't there? so much happening. It's Everything.
0: happening faster and more and, oh, it's, it's breakneck speed at the Absolutely. moment, isn't it? Yeah. Well,
1: we shared a breaking news story last week about uh, over 100 tech executives signing an open letter opposing uh, or calling for a pause on the whole artificial intelligence oh, chat GPT I things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you used it?
0: No, I'm scared. Oh, you sh- oh, wow! <laughs> I've been seeing like cute results coming out of it. Like, <laughs> have you seen like the biblical characters yes, doing phone yes. selfies? Loved that.
1: Well, look, you're probably you're one of the few that probably hasn't got onto it because you know, uh, it, since launching in November last year, it uh, it's I think it's one of it's the fastest adopted technology advance really? in anything else. Over 100 million users in just the two months since it launched. So you're one of the few that hasn't got on there yet. I'm shocked.
0: Um, I thought more people would be scared about that.
1: Oh, no. Well, yes. Now now people are starting to ring alarm bells, oh, yeah. and this is part of the, the breaking news story last week of the 100 tech executives, Elon Musk and others, kind of saying, pause, there's issues here, things could go awry. Um, and over the weekend, news broke that that actually over in Italy, Italy has just become the first... Western country to block AI from and ChatGPT and, and the iterations of it uh, f- over concerns with data privacy issues, and what? so yes, there was a leak. Uh, there was a leak uh, some time or just recently where uh, the ChatGPT kind of leaked the history because when you build when you use the the app, it builds your history of your conversations that you've had, and those histories were leaked. Uh, for some time, and so that history function they shut down for a while and and um even kind of sub payment subscription details were leaked because you can opt to go not the free version but a paid version, etc mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, concerns over privacy and breaches of privacy, and so they 've banned it while they do conduct some investigation into uh, possible violations around privacy rules and and the sort. So interesting. Uh, first, I mean, there are other places, of course, around the globe that have banned artificial intelligence, things like China and, and you know, places like this. But Italy becomes the first Western country to put a ban on this new technology. Yeah, so, wow. Fascinating, interesting. Um, yeah. Is it a good thing to put a ban on? Are they smart in taking this step? Are the tech executives right in saying pause? Uh, or should they... Uh, back off on this, it raises some interesting questions. Well,
0: if tech execs are saying it, then it really makes you wonder, doesn't it? But then at the same time, do we really trust those tech execs or are they trying to like figure out how to monetize something quickly? Like, Are they trying to get their slice of the pie before it gets too big? I, I don't know. I have mixed well, feelings well, about this, that. this is
1: the point Lawson was making last week, although um, you know, we discussed the idea that Elon Musk was actually a part of the original group that founded OpenAI uh, and then he blew the alarm bells on it, kind of pulled away from it. So, yeah, there's, there's some interesting conversation, discussion to have. But I thought that was interesting news mm-hmm. that, that developed over yeah, the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: absolutely. It, it was Italy? Italy. Yeah, wow. Do you yeah. know, I do think that a lot of the the, the new tech that we've been developing in the last couple of decades, I do think we just throw it out there a little bit too fast before we've done any sort of research into how it affects us. I think if we'd known the stats alone on the devastating effects of blue light shining right in our eyeballs, before we launched all these, um, you know, smart devices, I think, I think we would have approached it a lot. Differently, so I'm Mm. glad that we're taking it a bit more slowly, a bit more cautiously.
1: Mm. So, Mon, some other news. Mm. Uh, We, uh, you may have heard about the Nesset bill, the bill over in Israel that was um, put forward by some Orthodox Jewish members of uh, one of Israel's governing assemblies, and it was a bill introduced that would prohibit uh, non-Jews from engaging in conversation aimed at witnessing, proselytizing. And so it was specifically targeting uh, or addressing the increase of Christians sharing their faith about Jesus or in um you know Yeshua in their Mm -hmm. language of Hebrew. And so uh, there was the discussion around introducing this bill to ban proselytizing in Israel. So this was this was just um recent, but uh, but what became quite uh, interesting is that a development, a recent development, um, is that there was obviously some pushback against this idea, as you can understand. Yeah, as there um, should be. As there should be, absolutely. I mean, we see these sorts of proselytization bans in various places, uh, but, but you know, they're absolutely problematic. And, I mean, mm-hmm. even in Australia, just a, sh- a short anecdote we've had, uh, in many of our universities, uh, we have kind of rules around how to share your faith and, and you know... Restrictions around proselytizing and these sorts of things that that create controversy, but over here in uh, in Israel, it, it seemed like it would have some support, but uh, but there was some pushback, and uh, fortunately, I think in in what is a fortunate update uh, that they have decided not to move forward with this at this stage mm-hmm. uh, because of some of the. Um, yeah, I guess the... the
0: we we to thank the Lord and continue praying for that to keep, to, you know, keep being cancelled out. We definitely don't want to have any laws prohibiting sharing of Jesus. Well, I don't
1: know if you've seen any of those videos where, like, uh, Messianic Jews will, will go and, 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 I guess, just have conversations around Israel and teach them, you know, they'll... they'll Talk about a messianic prophecy. Like they'll read the Isaiah fifty-three, which you know speaks about Christ suffering, you know, bearing out, you know, all of these things. And they say, "Who is this speaking of?" And they mm-hmm. and they use these the Old Testament scriptures or the Torah from the Jewish perspective to to teach Jesus. And I've seen some of these videos before, and they're powerful. And people, you know, uh, see uh, uh, they see Jesus there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it's exciting. And and I think. In part, this is what some of those these, this, this bill was trying to address, some of these uh, evangelistic efforts that are clearly becoming too successful for the liking of some.
0: Yeah, and that's so silly. Yeah, Every religion should have the right to proselytize. Even if we don't agree with their beliefs, well, it that's should right. be like a, a common human right. For, if, you, if you're a part of a religion and you want to talk to someone about your religion, you should be able to do that.
1: That's right, and it does raise interesting questions about you know alliances between church and state, because across in Israel, of course, you have predominantly uh, you know Jewish faith, and the ban, the the bill was addressing all faiths apart from Judaism, mm-hmm. uh, and so interesting, you know, an allowance for Judaism, which you know, but not other faiths. Although the the, the focus, of course, was specifically on the Christian faith as well. Um, so interesting, interesting news. And yeah, very much so. Interesting updates. And I think, uh, yeah, certainly uh, while we can, we should be doing everything that we can to proselytize because, you know, Scripture does tell of a time where uh, perhaps we won't have the same freedoms to be able to share right. openly in these ways. And so, yeah, interesting laws, and, and maybe more of them will emerge around the globe. But um, let's pray not, and while they're not, let's do what we can to share our faith.
0: Yeah, amen. Because, I mean really that's what it means to be a Christian you can't really be a Christian and not share uh your your faith in Jesus and I do I do sort of wonder like where do you draw the line with that like you know if you say if you have to think about like if i, I I'm a saleswoman I work in business and so I think about it in like a sales perspective you believe in jesus you're kind of trying to sign up people to you know to believe in Jesus as well and it's like where do you draw the line like on not being able to share something that mm. you love with someone else. Like, what if I love Tupperware and I want to talk to someone about Tupperware and sign them up for a Tupperware party Is that going to be illegal now? Like, how do you police any kind of sharing of something or someone or, you know, anything that you love? I think it's kind of stupid.
1: It, it raises issues, doesn't yeah, it? 100%. Yeah, 100%. So one more quick breaking news story. Uh, you would have heard of the Asbury revival, right? Have you heard of the Asbury revival? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's right. I'll let you know. It's the, uh, earlier on this year, there was a revival over in a school in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the loss
0: went on. Yes. This yeah. Year.
1: That's this, that's old news now. That's a few months ago. But, um, but just over the weekend, news has broken that they're actually reducing, uh, introducing, re- releasing, a documentary about the Asbury revival and they're going to kind of go and do some behind-the-scenes interviews with students and teachers and, and, and a lot of that. And I, I think part of it perhaps is coming up in a response to questions over whether this was a legitimate revival or whether it was um, perhaps... Is it still some, happening? No, it went for two weeks and then they, they divvied it out. Uh, they kind of drawn. D- Brought it to an end. Mm-hmm. Returned to classes. As the assignments were due, and things like that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then it kind of spread across other university campuses. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, interesting documentary, and of course uh, we ha- we yeah it raises some important questions around what is true revival and how do we measure it. Uh, and so uh, yeah, it might be interesting to check out that documentary and see see what it will look like. Yeah,
0: a hundred percent. I'd be very interested in knowing what was going on there because people had some you know killer questions about what's really behind it. And- You're listening to The Breakfast
2: Show podcast on Faith FM,
0: positively different. This is a Breakfast Show with Blair and Mon this morning. I'm going to give you the third clue for our What City Am I quiz. Paul told the people of this city to turn from worthless things to the living God. Interesting one. 0491 064 669. You can text or call your answers. DJ Shell will take them for you. You are playing for the Revived Cafe Cookbooks Volume One and Two. If you don't want the prize, just put a little asterisk star next to your um, your answers, and Shell will know that you're just playing for kudos. So that oh, excuse me, <laughs> in the middle of eating breakfast, <laughs> I got the hiccups.
1: Well, it is the breakfast show. Yeah,
0: right. You know, <laughs> uh, what city am I? Paul told the people of this city to turn from worthless, thi- worth wow, worthless things to the living God. Wow. Worthless things. Yep. Interested to know what worthless things were back then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you know the answer?
0: To the worthless things of the city? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you know what? Tell me both if you do know. What was Paul referring to, those worthless things? We have an interview this morning.
1: We do. We do. We've got an exciting guest lined up. Uh, None other than one of my good friends, Pastor Justin Lawman. Are you with us, Justin?
2: I am, Blair. How are you today, mate? I'm on.
0: How's it going? That's so good oh, to it's have
2: going you. good. Going Praise good.
0: Lord.
1: That's fantastic. So you're with us and we're going to be chatting about prophecy, Bible, politics, all of the fun topics. So thanks so much for
2: joining us. Yeah, look, it's really heating up. I, I just can't believe how fast it's sort of... There's three big storms that are all sort of breaking forth at the same time. And, um, yes, yeah, some very significant things have just happened last week. Oh, I and, can't wait uh, to hear yeah, about them. Well, in the political realms, and, and all eyes are on America, all eyes are on America because of their role at the end. Every week I'm sort of just repeating that. Um, Donald Trump has... Um, Well, the the, um, Attorney General of New York State has brought charges against him, which most people don't think is very going to go very far, but Mm. it's never happened in history. And politics in the US has become a knife fight, and uh, they're about to pull guns out. It's really getting quite brutal, and the gentlemanly sort of way the Americans have traditionally conducted politics. Like they don't yell at each other like we do in the, in the <laughs> parliament. Like we're, we're pretty Italians. rude. Yeah. We're pretty rude compared to them. Well, one, one senator said they've crossed the Rubicon, which is that famous, the, the Caesar going into Rome. There's no turning back. Um, it's, it's on for young and old now. And uh, they're, indicted trump and it's tuesday we're going to hear the charges but
0: so we don't even know what the charges are yet
2: well i, I heard well I saw it, it's that it surrounding was... stormy yes stormy daniels yes. but there's supposedly they're reporting this 32 charges so we oh, don't 32. have yeah we don't have the exact detail but Most commentators, even the anti-Trump side of the media, don't think there's anything in it. But there's two other big investigations into Trump going on, one in Georgia about a phone call he had with the governor, and then there's the other one about the documents that they got at his Mar-a-Lago, however you pronounce that, in Florida, his estate there. So they're coming at him i think if you look at the opinion polls not only is trump going to be the nominee he'll probably win the next he'll become the president again in the way it currently sits now a lot could happen that could all change but they have turned to lawfare in order to stop him running because they know they can't beat him, not with Biden. Well, you can just, yeah,
1: I've, I've seen, I've seen commentary as you've mentioned of, of even critics of Donald Trump, uh, feeling like this is just a weaponization of the, the political system, or, you know, try to take down a political opponent through any means possible.
2: It's on, it's really got nasty. And, the problem when you do that, and I say the left side of politics, which I regard as the king of the south of Daniel 11, is coming against the king of the north of Daniel 11, which is the conservative side of politics. That's my that's my world view. Mm. Um, we know that the conservative side is ultimately going to win here, but what the left is doing when they behave this badly this is going to get used back against them. Yes. They're teaching the right how to fight nasty mm. and unethically, and, and you're not following, you know, the Bill of Rights, this famous American document, which has set the stage for the whole every other country to sort of get up to that thing. Now, of course, they haven't always followed it, uh, far from it, but now it's, it's like being chucked out. It's it's. Blown around in the paddock somewhere, <laughs> um, and the Constitution, all these protections that are built in, they're not really a. America's set up not really as just a democracy. It's a it's a republic, a constitutional republic, which is so you don't have a one guy running the show. But it's in they're in big trouble with what's happening domestically. But there's two other storms. So if that's not enough, the economy, the economy, the economy. Yeah. So Chinese, the Ch- China last week did a deal with Brazil. So I've been talking each week. I'm saying, what's, what's happening about the petrodollar? The petrodollar is that every country, Saudi Arabia sells, just say they sell oil to Australia. Mm-hmm. We, we buy it in US dollars. Russia buys oil from Saudi Arabia. They do it in U.S. dollars. And that's enabled America just to print money like it's toilet paper. And, and, and their currency's been just fine, even though they're abusing it terribly because the whole world trades in that currency. Well, China, and, you, you know, you might think this will take 10 years. This is taking weeks. They've done a deal. It's called Brits, where India, Turkey russia saudis iraq these are two american allies the saudis buy weapons off america they've now said we will trade we'll sell oil in the yuan which is the chinese currency we won't do it in the u.s currency oh wow and brazil who you know evangelical christians dominate that country Like The the Adventist church in Brazil is massive. It is. Brazil, because the guy that got elected, under very dodgy circumstances, uh, very aligned with the Chinese Communist Party, well, he has just announced we'll do oil and trade because China has no oil of their own. They have to buy it in. We'll do it in the Yuan. Wow, that's that's a significant development. Well, it's very bad news for the US currency, and I can't see that the Americans will let that stand. Put that with the banking crisis in the US, because the banking crisis was caused from these low interest rates for 14 years. The banks buy bonds, which is the safest thing you can buy a government bond, but they're only getting 1.8% interest. And now a bond can get nearly 5% interest, and so those bonds they bought are only worth 30 cents on the dollar that they paid for them. And all of a sudden, there's a list of 186 banks that are insolvent, basically. They're on a watch list. If people start to panic and take money out of them, what happened to SVB and and the Swiss bank, the German banks in trouble. There's banks everywhere, and apparently, and I'm you know I'm a pastor. I'm not an economist. Please don't take my financial advice. No,
0: no,
2: <laughs> but the to the people I listen to, it's only just started. Mm. Wow. this is this is bigger than '08, and already interest rates. They're forecasting now are going to go down because the putting up of interest rates has caused this. And we need to put up interest rates because inflation's out of control. Even Australia 6 7%. Look at the price of groceries from a year ago. Yeah, well, that's we been the are, story over the last year or two, hasn't uh, it? <laughs> wiping us out. It makes everyone poor, inflation. You, the inflation's the worst thing. Put up interest rates and, and let us have a recession slash depression even but don't let inflation win well this last week the the u.s are indicating they're going to put interest rates down wow. which everyone in it now in australia we've got a different banking system with everything else but trust me guys america sneezes we catch a cold Oh,
1: absolutely the whole world wanders after america
2: they are the powerhouse economy of the world, and they're in a they're in a big uh, interesting point in their history. Whether I don't think we'll beat inflation I think there's too much debt, too much sovereign debt, one of the biggest repayments the American economy has to make the government makes it now it's just the interest on their debt thirty one and a half trillion uh, <laughs> wow. Australia. When interest rates go up, it'll crash everything. So they're they're really scared to put it up too much, and, and we've got our own thing going on here. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's looking like everyone's taking a pause on the interest rates because a banking crisis will throw us over the cliff so fast, so fast. So that's the second storm, the economic one, and it is a beauty (laughs) <laughs> it, we've, we created this from the lockdowns. So they were already there from the printing of money since 2010. Yeah. But the COVID thing where we all went into the skies falling mode.
1: Yep, and just and giving out money off right and centre. And
2: yeah, 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 well, this is now when the bill is due. This is now payment mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. for all of that. And you can put it off, but it's going to get you. And it's, it's on us now. And then there's a the third one.
0: Oh man, I hate to ask. Go <laughs> on, oh, hit us and,
2: with it. <laughs> and, well, let me just put a big footnote. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jesus is coming soon. Don't oh, yeah. panic. Lift up your 100%. heads for your redemption's drawing near. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're not. We're not panicking, and we're not scared and terrified because we know how the story ends. We have the book that tells us how the story ends, and it ends in glory. Hallelujah. Amen. But there's a a dark night. Mm. There's a dark night before that, and, and hey, we have a light, so it's all good. We have a light that shines on our path, so there's my footnote. The the third one is the military build-up. And the timing of all this, when Mm. the world has got itself in such a bad shape economically, nearly always in history you can go back and look that what what followed the 1930 crash was really the second world war um the military build-up and conflict that is happening right now in ukraine no one is talking peace no one is talking ceasefires they're just pouring more and more weapons in uh, i i saw this week a russia's lost 300 aircraft <laughs> and they they're not as big their, their GDP is the same as Denmark then they're, they're not as big as America they can't sustain this and so China has come over these two historically don't like each other as nations they have been they haven't been pals well they've become best buddies now oh. and the ability of China to produce anything, just the, it it can crush the rest of the world. Right. It's got manufacturing unbelievable. Everything's and made in China. Mm. Everything <laughs> so, and then the the US have placed aircraft carriers off Turkey in the South China Sea. They have bases all across Japan and the Philippines, and. It's if this economic thing over the petrodollar goes through and the American dollar goes, uh, and I've just, this is just me talking, you can see in my mind that military conflict becomes inevitable and a lot of commentators, because 2027 is 100 years of the uh, people's, uh, the PLA, Mm. the people. Liberation Army it's hundred years old in 2027 and they have stated they want they want Taiwan back Wow uh, and it, it's likely to happen before 2027 so they can have their unified China in their mind now the West has said that's not going to happen we will the, the the chips that are made in the factories in Taiwan cannot be matched by any other nation. The Netherlands is trying to get up to speed and and the Americans are starting their own factories, but we cannot make the super chips that they have that are in all our cars and computers and phones. China can't make them, and so everyone wants those chip factories. That's why I don't think the West can let Taiwan fall. All of this is going on, and I know from Bible prophecy America's the last superpower on Earth. Mm. Somehow, in all this mess that we're hearing now, um, that's going to happen, and the events of Revelation 13 will be completed. So it's a pretty exciting time to be alive, and the information war that's going on in the midst of all this is confusing a lot of people. And um, they need to have good, reliable sources that they can... Just get a grip on what's going on and know that Jesus is going to win in the end.
0: Yeah, Justin, it definitely sounds like the world is being cooked on all burners. Um, can you just like just in the last 30 seconds give us another slice of that footnote of hope that you gave us earlier just to take us out on a, on a nice note? Yeah,
2: and the, the, the beautiful thing is the gospel, the greatest sign in the Bible is not all these wars and rumors of wars. It's the gospel goes to the whole world. Amen. God loves us so much. He will not let this end until everyone has had a chance to accept his free gift of salvation. That tells you what God's like. He doesn't like this any more than we do. He hates war. He hates all this conflict. But he loves sinners, and that means he loves us.
0: Amen. Thank you, Justin. Scary news, but nothing to be scared of. Thanks for
2: being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.